There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Before we get started on today's episode, we just wanted to let you know how you could work with Made by Mamas as a partner. If you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll hear that we love working with brands that we're really passionate about. And that could be talking about a brand's fantastic products on the podcast to someone listening right now like you, giving a shout out on socials or even hosting an event for you. If you're listening and you'd like to hear a bit more about how we partner with brands and how we could potentially work together, we would love to chat. Send us an email to mbm at insanity.com hq.com that email address is also in the podcast description too we can't wait to hear from you now let's get started on today's podcast hello and welcome to made by mamas the podcast i'm zoe and i'm georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood you know the real conversations tips and tricks products we love and brands we can't live without let's get into it day five in the big bro- no of half term how are you coping <laughs> i'm all right i'm in whitstable i've got plenty of uh, support my mum and dad are with us so i'm basically a child this half term oh how i've got my mum and dad looking after me until reality hits when we go home tomorrow what are you doing that sounds lovely though are they kind of bringing you you know baked beans on toast with grated cheese and tucking you in <laughs> with you with your cozy socks i mean i hope they are i hope so i mean we're, we're pre-recording this because obviously it is half term and um lots of us have got plans and I know so like you're trying to spend time with the kids this week aren't you yeah oh my god I actually turned down work so <gasps> that's made me feel anxious and sick <laughs> I was like oh god oh uh, yeah oh yeah you want me to do radio no um yeah I just I for the first time in, in, in forever I just said no I'm not going to do it um, but thank you so much I did two weeks of cover before so I feel kind of kind of okay with it all and actually the kids just come first at the minute I'm just dying to be with them Luna and Kit came back from they went to jump in last night in Isha which is apparently amazing and they didn't get back till like seven o'clock and I finished work about five and I was just clock watching for them to come through the door so I'm I can tell that I'm craving to be in their company so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna love every minute of this week and actually we're not going to Scotland anymore we were gonna go away um but we're just going to do fun things locally. Like we've got days booked in with friends. We're going to go to Hampstead one day to hang out with Chloe um, Maidley. She's obviously just had her baby and Hask. So we're going to meet little Bodie for the first time, which is going to be so oh, cute. Um, we've got my mother-in-law cute. coming. I'm going to go out, you know, to kind of like Alice Holt and do some outdoor cycling and stuff. So yeah, it'll be fun. My God, it sounds actually quite busy. Really busy. <laughs> in reality, I'll be pulling sofa days. In all seriousness, I'm actually so proud of you for saying no. Like Thank I you. really, really am to work. Mm-hmm. It's that's such a tricky thing to do. And actually, it kind of leads us into the conversation with the guest this week, because I think 
so often when we're looking after children and we're trying to keep the house, you know, juggling work and all of that kind of stuff, it can be really difficult to actually take a step back and just yeah. just, just switch off and just enjoy it. Like mm. next week, like the half term week, you can actually just try and just enjoy the kids. Yeah. And I, it's definitely something that I, that I learned from the chat we had with the mm. guests this week is just yeah. to soak it all up because they are only little for so long. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I loved this conversation. For me, this chat came out of nowhere in terms Mm. of how much I enjoyed it Um, because you know, it, it's quite rare that we get somebody on the podcast that's got older kids and she's got yeah. four children. She's got two who are kind of 21, 19 age, and then she's got two younger ones. But actually we spent the, the, the majority of the conversation talking about the, the, the older two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really lovely. I, I think she's completely nailed that relationship between, you know, mother and child um, friend, yes, but I'm going to set the boundaries. I'm going to be the one that has those difficult conversations with you. We talked a lot about sex and how her and her husband have handled those chats with the older two. Um, it was fascinating. I really, really loved her. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I really didn't. It definitely gave me a lot to think about, um, especially she kind of she said that she's, you know, she's got quite a big age gap between yeah. um, mm. the children, like in the middle and how much she's enjoying um, doing the small things like reading with her younger one now and, yep. you know, the things that she just didn't enjoy at the beginning. And, I mean, I've got no plans to have any more, so I guess this is my one shot. Yeah. So I, I did take that on board because I'm exactly the person that rushes through getting the reading done just so I can write in the reading log and get it done and ticked off the list where I don't actually sit and really like enjoy it I know what you're saying I do know what you're saying especially now Kit's learning to read so and but he doesn't really know what he's sort of what he's seeing or saying so he'll look at me and it will it will it will be tap and he'll look at me and he'll go I got <laughs> so like we're really at that stage where we're where we're kind of I'm I'm having to use all of my patience to kind of because oh, obviously no. we're just we're we're feeling our way with it but oh my gosh in the last two weeks he's done he's made so many improvements so yeah yeah it was all gorgeous wasn't it the conversation it was brilliant it was brilliant yes. so do you know what I think we should get into it Georgia who are we talking to we are chatting to the wonderful Cherie Murphy. Please say a massive warm welcome and hello to Sheree Murphy. (laughs) How are you? How are you? You said you'd already had a busy morning, so give us a little insight into your morning. So I've been on double school runs this morning. So I've got four kids. The two are older. So one's 21, our son. Um, And then our 19-year-old daughter is in London at uni. So I'm with the two younger ones. So Matilda, who's 14, and Dolly, who's 10. Um, yeah, I do double school runs in the morning and their schools are in completely different directions. Oh, so it's God. just about being organised in the morning, which I never really am. But I sometimes, you know, somehow wing it. So yeah, I've already done that. I've done a food shop and I've already prepped a dinner for tonight. So I'm misorganised oh, today. Oh, superwoman. I, know, oh, I should have changed anything. my intro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always like that. <laughs> Talk to us about having kids of different ages, Cherie, because you, you know, you've got a 21-year-old and then your youngest is 10. So you really have got children that span the ages and obviously it comes with you know different worries different concerns and stuff I I guess like who's the easiest to parent I would say I think 
it is quite like you think when they're little and it's you know your sleepless nights and it's hard work and you're completely run ragged here there and everywhere and toddler stage and all that is a nightmare I have to say as they've got older I feel like it's getting worse and I have more sleepless <gasps> nights now than I've ever had before and I think that's just the worry of them sort of letting them out into the world not knowing where they are half the time is just the worst worry. I find it really hard to let go. You know, you worry about their mental health and, you know, if they've got enough money and if they're working too much or they're studying hard enough. Yeah. I just think the worries get even more as they're getting older. My mum always said this to me. She went, you won't stop worrying. You think this is hard now. Wait till they get older. Um, so, yeah, I think as they're getting older, it's getting harder, I hate to say. Oh <laughs> it's, interesting that you, it's interesting that you said about your mum, because I, sometimes when I speak to my mum, she goes, oh, I've been so worried about you. You're back on the worry list. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, back on the worry list? What is it? Like, I feel all right at the minute. What's making you so worried about me? And she was like, well, I didn't hear from you for a couple of days. And like, she's sort of 74 years old. She was yeah. like, I've been worried. I've been worried about you for the last 40 years. I know. And then the thing is, my mum worries even more now because she's got grandchildren and they're, they're even more of a worry for us. So she worries about them. So wow. she'll phone me and say, well, I've messaged Ruby yeah. to drop off her washing and she's not got back to me. Is she okay? I'm really worried about her. I couldn't sleep last night. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh. And if only they knew. I know. If only they knew. Not replying can cause so much worry. So what sort of, I guess in like today's world, it's different to the one that we grew up in. What are, what are the worries that you have for the grown-ups? Is it, you know, the that you know that they face now like this there's so much more opportunity but that obviously comes with a lot of pressure mm. well like what what is it I think you know the whole social media world now is obviously when I was growing up there was none of that um and even for like my 10 year old we're really strict with her she hasn't got Instagram or anything like that she's too young do you know what I mean um mm. She hasn't even got a phone It's because she doesn't need one. Um, but I think once they hit the teens, when they go to high school and, you know, they have these devices, I know that kids have iPads, but I think you, you kind of got to trust them to have like these apps and stuff. But, you know, I've always said to my kids, they have to tell me if they're buying something on an app or if they are going on Instagram. I've always had access, you know, when they were young teens to their Instagram accounts and stuff like that, because I just worry about bullying, social media bullying, yeah. or just everything, or comparing themselves. And I just think it's a minefield. And because I'm of that age where, you know, I, I obviously understand it, but I'm not that involved in sort of social media. And I, I, I don't think about it, put it that way. But for children these days, it's a massive part of their lives. And I mm. think with the pressures of just being at school and having friends and falling out with friends or getting your first boyfriend, that's all enough in itself. Then you've got this whole online world that yes. it just frightens me. And, and it's quite mm. a secretive world as well. You can go on and search for things. And even though you can put blockers on, you know, uh, your kids' iPads and stuff, I think once they get to a certain age, like 15, 16, you kind of have to trust them or hopefully taught them all the tools, you know, that they know, you know, the dangers of the, the web. And schools are really good as well uh, um, explaining all that to the kids, but it is a minefield. Mm. And I do mm. that. So that's one of the main worries. And, and I just think as, you know, my daughter's gone to uni, she's in London now, and it's just going out and just having that freedom, which is amazing. But I just, it literally keeps me up at night. You know, I she luckily lets me follow her on certain, you know, we've got an app for Life 360. I was going to say that. <laughs> yes. yes. It's actually one of my products I was going to say to you because my husband made all the kids download it and it got that bad. He was that obsessed with them 
and following them and telling them, you know, they didn't have enough battery and all this, that and the other. Um, they all deleted right. it. They were just like, can't. <laughs> so my kids let me follow them on Snap Maps. So, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll get up and go for a wee. And I think, oh, I haven't heard from Ruby. And I'm checking. It's that constant checking. Where is she? Oh, she's in a nightclub in Soho. And it's just like, oh, God. I just oh, hope God. she's got home okay. Oh! Oh God! Thing is, what do you do in that situation? I actually, I've got a friend who has, I think, their little girl is thirteen, and she'd said that she'd gone to the fair with some friends or whatever, and he could see on the, I think it's like find my friends or something, that she was sort of near the fair, but she was like down by the docks or something like that, and he's like, oh my God, I know what goes on at the docks, oh. like she's def- she's definitely snogging down there, like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? And he was in this like snogging. position where he thought, do I go down there? Because she wasn't supposed to go down there. And I told her specifically, you don't go down there because it's dangerous down there. And like, there's all sorts yeah. of going on. Or do I bring it up when she gets home? Like, mm. what do you do in that situation when you see on the on the map, there's somewhere that you, you're you really not comfortable with them mm. being? I would storm yeah, down I, there. Well, this happened a couple of weeks ago. Matilda, who's 14, she said she was at a friend's house for a sleepover. Anyway, I checked her snap maps and she wasn't at the friend's house. So then my husband like is oh, even more of a worrier than me. And he was like, right, that's it. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drag her out from wherever she is. He's Australian, by the way. So I'm not doing some weird accent. <laughs> I love the accent. <laughs> Brilliant. And then it's like full effects, Harry. So he literally got in the car to drive to this house because I couldn't get hold of Matilda. She wasn't answering her phone. And I was like, you know, she's not saying. Where. And anyway, the poor little thing, um, the parents had taken, you know, the girls over to a friend's house for dinner. So it was all very innocent. Right. But it's just that thing. I would be that parent that would literally charge down there yeah. to the docks or wherever and drag her out, you know. Um, but then it's also it's that having that trust, you know. You want to kind of build trust with your teenagers, so they do tell you stuff. So sometimes I really have to bite my tongue when Ruby or you know who's nineteen will tell me something that's I'm just like. Oh. I cannot believe she's done that. I mean, I've probably done way worse when I was younger and that's probably why it's such yeah. a worry. Yeah. But I really have to bite my tongue. We're talking of nightclubs, because take us back to the year 2000, you're in a nightclub and in walks your very handsome Australian now <laughs> husband, Harry. So tell us about that moment. That's correct. Actually, it was. I think it was like 98 I met him. I just joined Emmerdale and he played for Leeds United, which... I didn't know anything about Leeds United um, coming up from London. Anyway, he, he pretended he was a builder. I don't know why. An Australian builder living in Leeds. <laughs> like, what the hell? Anyway, I believed him. Uh, anyway, so, we, yeah, we, we met then and we went out on a couple of dates. And it just, we've been together ever since. So, we celebrated our 20-year anniversary in May. Wow. So, we've been together about 24 years. Yeah, still, still going strong. Wow. Um, the thing is, I, don't, I still feel like I'm about 21 myself. So, I don't yeah. think, oh, we've been together for like, we've been married for 20 years. Where has that time gone? It's just flown mm. by. So, uh, mm. but yeah, all good. And, oh. and you're, you're, I mean, you obviously met, you fell in love. And then t- t- talk us through, I mean, how many years ago, t- 21 years ago, when you, that moment you found out you were pregnant and h- how that was and how you told him. And I know you've cast your mind back a little bit. but <laughs> Well, I think when we met, obviously, Harry's three years younger than me. So he was only 20 when we met and I was 23. And we'd gone pretty serious and he'd sort of after nearly two years we were engaged so it all moved pretty quickly and luckily Harry you know I always knew I wanted kids and I, I'm one of five 
Um, and I always wanted a big family and always quite, you know, wanted to be a young mum as well. And luckily, Harry felt the same. He always wanted children. So when we found out, we were probably trying for a bit, maybe for about a good six to eight months before I fell pregnant. And it just wasn't happening. So Harry was like really panicked. He went off to have all tests and stuff to make sure it wasn't him. Wow. And then all of a sudden I fell pregnant and we were absolutely delighted, even though like everyone was like, so young. But yeah, it just, it worked for us. Um, and yeah, and then two years later we had Ruby. So we had, you know, two under, you know, two toddlers, basically. Um, it was hard work at the beginning. Um, I had a lot of help from my mum. And then we were both working in between having kids as well. So it was difficult. But I look back now and just think, oh, that, that was so easy and com- like compared oh. to now. <laughs> why, what, why did you want to be a young mum? Because I was the same. I, you know, I, I, was ha- I had Axel when I was 26, which is like relatively yeah, young. Yeah, it is young. Like yeah. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, what, what was your reasons to want to, you know, for wanting to start a family? I don't know. I've always liked babies, always liked being around kids. And my mum and dad had four of us really close together. There's like 18 months between my two older brothers. Then there's a little bit of a gap. And then 18 months between two of me and my younger brother. So she, four of us grew up close together. And when my mum hit 40, she just said, I'm really broody and I want another baby. So my dad was like, God, I thought we'd done all this. Anyway, they had our younger brother, Jay. So I was 15 when Jay was born. And I be- right. he was basically like my baby. I looked after him all the time and my mum went back to work. Um, I was constantly with him. I was like his mum's. And I just loved it. I loved everything about you know, being with um, my little brother, I just, I don't know, I'm just really maternal. So when, you know, obviously I wasn't, when I was a teenager, I didn't even think about starting a family at all. It wasn't like in my mind. But I think when I met Harry and I just knew that this was, he was the one, I don't know, I just thought, well, why not? Let's let's do it. Because we both felt the same as well. It just felt natural. Like it just came naturally. So Mm. But yeah, it was good. And I'm so glad now, actually, that we did, like our son and you know my two eldest ones, I went out with them on Saturday night to a friend's party. And it's just, they're such good company and I love hanging out with them. Yeah. I love all their mm-hmm. friends. And But there is also that fine line of being their friend and, and being their parent as well. And that's quite hard to navigate sometimes, you know, because uh, I think sometimes they get a little bit cheeky and they'll speak to me in a certain way. And I'm like, mm-mm. I'm your mum, you know. You don't, I'm you know, your mum, yeah, don't yeah, forget that. don't yeah. forget that. You know, it's all very well. We have a laugh, this, that, and the other, but there's still got to be that respect and that those boundaries. I, I think that's the, the best thing that you can give your, your child. And I think Georgia and I discuss this endlessly, that mm. at what point do you say to them, like, we want to be their friends, but we're not their best friends. Mm. And I think, you know, my experience with that, my mum sort of wanted me to be her best mate and stopped parenting and started, you know, best, best friending. And yeah. it was, I didn't know, I didn't really have those boundaries in place because mm. I could basically do what I want when I wanted. And it was like, I needed a bit more reining in. Yeah. It, it's a very, like you said, it's a very fine line between being involved in their life yeah. and also, but also being like, hang on a minute. I'm your mum, mm. you know, have some respect, like you said. Yeah. I feel like the best friend, like, relationship with your mum or dad or whatever comes later. Mm. And it's like the parenting is first. And then I feel like this with my mum. Like, you know, when I was a teenager, we definitely, you know, we were close, but she was definitely my mum. Mm. And I, you know, I, I definitely knew, well, like, I couldn't tell her maybe certain things and she, she would tell me off and all that kind of stuff. But now we have that, like... 
mm, have a really good friend, yeah. like friend, proper friendship. Yeah, but that's evolved. I haven't. We haven't always had that. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And I think it's, it's yeah, like those boundaries were put in place yeah. early on, and absolutely. then now they're not really there. But yeah, absolutely. And I find I'm exactly the same with my mum. When I was a teenager, I didn't want to tell her who I was getting off with. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. who I fancied. There was all those. You know, but my mum was always there for great advice if I did want it. But I've always felt I'm not going to tell her because she will a probably tell me off for half the bad decisions <laughs> I made as a teenager. <laughs> like even with my kids, sometimes I don't really want to know the nitty gritty. Do you know what I mean? I just want to know that for them to know that I am here if they want to talk to me. You know, and there, if there was ever a situation, I hope that we have that relationship where they can actually go. I'm struggling. Do you know what I mean? I I can't cope yeah. with this, or and which it has come up. With my older son, you know, um, during lockdown, because come we went into lockdown and he was like 18 and we came out and he's, you know, he's 21 now. And he just said, I feel like he was he was really struggling when he came out of lockdown because he felt he'd missed out on those years where he yes. should have been out. And oh, yeah. now he's a man. He said, I'm a man and I'm still living at home. And I'm like, but that's fine. It doesn't matter. You know, but I, he really struggled mental health massively yeah. during lockdown and, and coming out of lockdown. So I I love the fact that, you know, some I, I knew he was struggling. I could tell, but I didn't want to pry too much, you know. So I would always sort of go, are you okay? You know, you know, I'm here if you want to talk to me. And he wasn't talking to me. And then eventually he did come to me and say, you know, I am struggling and I, you know, I need help. So it was, you know, I could yeah. see it, but it's, it's like you say, it's that line of, you know, sort of I don't want to pry too much. And hopefully he knows, you know, I've, I've made it really clear that we're here as these parents to help in any way. Um, but mm. I didn't want to push him and I didn't want to push him away either to be that mm. nagging parent, you know. We were having a conversation in the kitchen this morning. My husband's sister is staying here and she was she's a younger sister to him. And she was saying that there was a real gender imbalance in the house growing up with the rules between what what her brother had, my husband does, and what she had. So there was like, no, you know, there's nothing that he could do wrong. He was allowed to do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. He was allowed to sneak into the pub at 14. No one batted an eyelid. He was allowed to behave in a certain way, drinking little... Whereas, whereas with Rachel, it was very much like, no, no, come on. You're not, you know, you're not allowed to go out till you're 21. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to stay out till this. You're not allowed to have a boy around to stay and all this kind of stuff. Talk us through, in your experience, the differences between raising a boy, a teenage boy and a teenage girl? Yeah, I think um, me growing up personally, because I've got four brothers, so I was the only girl. So it was very similar. My brothers used to, my mum would say, oh no, you can't go, you've got to wait. And, you know, it's dangerous for girls to be out that late or whatever. So I experienced that growing up. Um, With my two, the two older ones, so my, they're, they're so, like, they get on really well, but they are so different personality wise. Taylor's very shy. He's um, he struggled a bit at school. Um, I mean, he's great company and he's funny and everything, but he hasn't got that confidence that Ruby has. Um, so when they were sort of started going out, it was I don't know. He d- he probably didn't want to do what she does, you know. So it was quite right. easy. Well, actually, no. Saying that, I think when he first brought a girl back and he said, "Oh, she's coming to stay," he started dating this girl, and it was just a given that he could go upstairs and go into his bedroom. Like, mm. and I was like, mm. mm, "Hold on a second, you know, she's gonna have to stay in the spare room." But he said, "Go, well, that's all right," you know. Well, no, it's not because yeah. you know he's a certain age, and I don't really know her parents, so that's a little bit awkward for me. Um, so then, but then he kind of sort of managed to wangle her into his bedroom for whatever reasons he's going to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) But when Ruby got her first boyfriend, you know, it was the whole thing of, no, he's got to sleep in the spare room if he's staying over. 
So he did mm. that once. And then one morning we woke up and I, I noticed the spare room door was open and he was obviously he'd snuck into her room. So my husband was fuming. Like, and I said, but hold on a second. <laughs> it was okay for Taylor at that age yes. to have his girlfriend there, but not, yeah, but it's different. But it's not, you know, it should be the same really. No. And that was Ruby's argument. She said, oh, well, I don't see what the problem is. You let Taylor do it. Why can't I do it? And what can you say to that, you know? Which is fair enough. And I think it's fair enough. And I think you either, you know, it, we've always been the same as well with rules. Uh, you know, when their kids all first got mobile phones, we had, to, it was at a certain age they were allowed to get them. And each one had to follow, you know. So um, say like uh, Matilda got hers, I don't know, before her 13th birthday or whatever, um, the other two kicked off and said, well, that's not fair because we had to wait. You know, so I think if, you're, if you've got more than one child, it doesn't matter the gender. I think you have to stick to those rules and make it fair. Well, that's how I would play it, you know, make it fair across yeah. the board. Um, otherwise, I mean, you do get a little bit um, softer as you get older and number four does probably get away with yeah. murder. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. You know, she still comes and sneaks into my bed and they're like, what? She's 10 now. And I'm like, we'll leave her, you know, it won't be for long. She won't want to see with me. We'll be right back after this short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Cast your mind back to the boyfriend and girlfriend chat. Yeah. How do you approach those those yeah, conversations, especially around like contraception and stuff like that? Yeah, how, like how do you? When do Navigate you have those them. conversations? Yeah. yeah. So obviously, when they start, so say for instance, Matilda, who's fourteen now, obviously she's probably interested in boys. She doesn't really tell me too much, but that's fine. But we've always had sort of the conversations about um, sex and things like that, and. Uh, contraception we just because we always sit down as a family at the di at the dinner table and I'll always do it in a sort of lightish way and actually I probably am more inappropriate whereas Harry says I can't believe you just said that but I do it in a jokey way I'll say sort of things um and the kids go oh my god that's so embarrassing and I think it's because I just want to get it out there do you know what I mean so I'll make yeah. sort of light of it but I've learned since that they actually don't like that approach and I get told off a lot because <laughs> I, I, I'm more than open and they just go, you really didn't need to say that or speak like that or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, God, maybe I should rethink what I'm saying. But with the kids, I think when I knew Ruby actually came to me, it, was, it wasn't until she was about, she was in sixth form and she'd had lots of friends as boys, but she'd never sort of shown me any, like she was seeing any boys or anything, you know, or she was interested 
And she actually messaged me and said, um, I've got something to tell you. She, she must have been about 17. And she said, um, I'm, I'm dating someone. I've just started dating someone. So I was like, God, I'm so excited. Like, you know, and she's like, oh, my God, really don't freak out. Don't ask me too many questions. <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm ready, blah, blah, blah. So obviously she's just started dating someone at school. So when he started coming over and he would only come over and sit and watch the TV or, you know, something really innocent. But when it was going, we're just going to go and watch a film upstairs. So I was like, oh, God, now I really need to do that chat, you know. Because- Get the handbook out. Get the handbook out. How does this conversation go again? Oh, God. What do I do here? So it's just like that, you know, obviously he'd go and, you know, we'd have a little, and I'd go, oh, is it, you know, do you have a nice time? And this, that, and that. And I said, you know, is it time that we maybe go to the doctor to see the doctor and um, maybe about, you know, I don't know. She was like, oh, God, no, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, yeah, but I just want to make you, you know, prepare you. Yeah. If you want to go and speak to our doctor, then you can do that freely. I, you know, I can set the appointment up and you can go in on your own because there's nothing worse. You don't want your mum sat there listening, but also you no. want to make sure that they're okay. So that's what we did. We booked... Um, uh, an appointment with our doctor and I just let her go in and speak and she felt really like she was ready to do that she you know she was ready to go in and speak to her doctor and it was just I suppose the sensible approach rather than probably not talking about it or leaving it up to her mm. I still wanted her to feel independent and it was her own choice and I'm not forcing her to do it but I just wanted her to know and same with Taylor I think Harry had the chat with Taylor but I would always say to Taylor, I hope you're being careful and respectful. And, you know, there's nothing you bring your children up and you just want them to be respectful of their partners or yeah. just people in general. So, um, yeah, so she she I think she appreciated that, that it was kind of I sorted it out, but it was left to her. So she felt and, you know, now if there's anything she wants to speak to the doctor about, she has that relationship. So I feel quite secure with that. I feel, um, you know, that's one less worry put it that way I I, I, yeah. I, I, I love that and I, I think it's the it's the biggest really the big one of the biggest gifts that you can ever give your ch- if your children is having those open and honest conversations at home like my mum I'm so grateful for her almost you know over the top honesty when it came to sex yeah. and contraception and she was always like here's a condom here's a banana we're gonna figure it out and I was like oh god oh god oh, no. you know no 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 but like you know, That's we only brilliant. ever saw it. Some place, some place woman came into our sex ed class and was <laughs> like, woman. "Yeah, <laughs> place woman did it." I was like, "Oh, jeez, this what happens in jail." Nightmare, but like, you know, she was always like, you know, condoms, 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 everywhere in the house. Yeah. You know, contraception. You've got to be yeah. careful. You, need, you know, and that was always drilled into me. There was never a situation where I got to where you know stuff was happening with 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 somebody, and they'd be like, "Oh, I don't have a condom," and I'd be like, "Okay, well, let's just have sex then." It was yeah. like, "You don't have a condom." Them, we're not having sex and that really? is and I'm really grateful to I mean my dad obviously freaking out around the dinner table all these awkward conversations with these three cackling women teenagers <laughs> um but like thank god because for, for you know that, that I just always knew that that would be the right thing for me whereas I think sometimes if the conversations aren't had there is it's yeah. shrouded in taboo and kind of awkwardness and uncomfortableness and then you know guess what you have sex without a condom and exactly yeah it's so true exactly see both my mum and my nan worked in the family 
family planning clinic. Oh, so I was never, I was never going to to escape those conversations ever. But my mum was always the go-to mum, like with my friends. Like they would go to my mum to talk to my mum about it, or they would come into the clinic and they'd be like, "I didn't know your mum worked there." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then I think she quite liked that because she would never tell me if anyone come in because it was, you know, yeah, confidential. Absolutely. Even though they would, but you know. Yeah. Imagine seeing your nan in the family planning clinic. Hello, Nan. What are you here for? Some milk? Um Can you imagine? Exactly. Oh my god. And she'd always have condoms in her handbag. Like Oh, well, that's a clever nan. That's the sort of thing, yeah. We always had them in the house, you know, they're there for them. Um and we made it like pretty clear. Um, but yeah, it is awkward. I mean, some of my um, kids, friends, parents, you know, I remember Ruby telling me like one of the parents, she didn't even tell her daughter about periods, you know. So she was like, didn't know anything. And it was like the school, yeah, they do um, sex ed and stuff. But I just think when you're so young and, you know, if your parent is really just, just can't talk about stuff like that, um, I find it really sad and it's but I know we can get a, a, lots of information online and stuff but sometimes that's scary mm-hmm. to read you just want to hear it from someone that's you trust and it's reassuring you you know so but yeah it's all those difficult conversations that we all have to have with our kids at some point and obviously yeah. between you and you know you and your husband it, it must be a, a beautiful place of communication between the two of you as well because it has to start from the two of you so is that is that something that you guys have always always had together and kind of worked always. on for the kids yeah and we've always been like even since the they were babies or toddlers when they start sort of you know start teaching them right from wrong and this that and the other we've always made a pact that we if there's something that harry might say or if he's parented in a certain way especially because we were so young and you're learning as you go along and i think now even after four kids i still feel like i'm learning now every stage is different every you know yeah. age is different and because the older ones i find it more of a struggle because this is all new for me and then you know got younger ones but then all the kids personalities are so different but we've always made a pact to say you know um we support each other sometimes he'll mm. do something or say something that i really totally don't agree with but i would never bring him down in front of the kids or say it and vice versa we've made that pact but i'll speak to him after and go i cannot believe you said that or he'll say that to me he'll pull me on things and and i think that way otherwise those kids will run circles around us you know if they see a weak spot in one of us they know that oh god yeah dad said that and uh, mum wasn't happy and blah 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 and if they realize we're fighting they're going to get away with absolute murder so we've always said you know anything um, we, we discuss it first or if he's got any issues he'll come to me and before we go to the kids we make sure we know what we're going to say or if they're having troubles or whatever so we're, we're really good like that actually and it has worked mm. and it's not always easy in those situations actually because I find myself sometimes I'm not very strict my husband's really strict Judgy James <laughs> um, so Judgy James. James we call him we Cherie. call him Judgy James um, he's really strict especially on my son like r- really strict and I'm sometimes like whoa like you've gone too far but actually now it's almost like we have a code word I just have to give him the look now and he's like oh yeah no I have like I have gone too far but before we had those conversations he used to get very defensive that I was putting him up in front of the kids but now Yeah. yeah now we've got to a point where it's like he still probably does need to know that he's gone too far sometimes um 
but there's any it, cracks it, in it the armor though george it just takes yeah. a look like yeah. a yeah. little like oh yeah mm. yeah we do and that then he's like oh yeah he's six <laughs> yeah probably shouldn't be that hard yeah all right okay yeah i know yeah. what i'm doing yeah. yeah it is difficult because you've got you've got you know as, as two individuals you've got different parenting yeah. styles there's always going to be those bumps in the road but like you said sheree if they if they know if they see a chink in the armor oh, anywhere yeah. oh yeah they are like Woo! i always say our kids are like a small army and if they get any inkling that there's you know a, a little battle at the top of the art you know with the the sergeants or whatever they are going to take <laughs> us down so that's why i think you know you have to stick together even though you don't always agree you know with each other um but then we'll do that in private and then because ours i swear to god they would they i mean harry is soft um he is strict we both are strict but they said they're more scared of me and i'm like really um because i feel like i'm fun mum but also there are there's a line and you cross that line you're in trouble do you know what i mean whereas harry is a softy so i know that if ruby wants money she's run out of money or whatever she's she, she won't phone me because she knows I'll just say, absolutely not, Ruby. I've just given you, you know, you just had this, that, the other. Her dad, she just sends little love heart emojis. Straight and, away. Yeah, straight away. Yeah, they, <laughs> they'll try it. They'll try it on. All kids do. All of them. What would you say, like, how would you say your parenting styles changed from your first to your fourth? I've probably got more patience now, which usually as you get older, you lose patience. But I think because life was so busy when... Uh, you know, we had Taylor and Ruby. I was still in Emmerdale at the time. Harry was playing football. He travelled a lot. And I feel like it, everything was a bit of a blur. Like, I don't really remember yeah. a lot, which is awful because, like, the, the older ones say, well, what age did I start doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> you know, I, I forget everything. Yeah. Um, and I think as I've got older, I've become more organised. Like, I've matured myself. Um, and I just feel I probably do a lot more with the younger ones. Um, and yeah, and I, I think because like, like Matilda's 14, she's sort of self-sufficient. She'll come in. We'll all sit down for dinner together when everyone's home. That's one thing we do every night. You know, I mean, the other night was really sad. It was only me and Matilda because everybody else was gone. But we, that's what mm. we do. We always, and we've always done that. We've been lucky enough to be able to sit down for dinner. and We all talk, no phones. And we all sit and chat about our day, which is really nice. And that's been like a tradition in our house. Um, mm. But I just think uh, now, I suppose, because the older ones, they kind of go off and do their own thing. It's like me and Dolly all the time. So, you know, I have got time to sit and read properly with her. Whereas reading with older ones used to be like, you know, school reading, like pulling teeth. I just be like, oh my God, yeah. I just can't. It's that word, you know, and I never had any patience. I just wanted to do it quickly, get them ready for bed get him in bed because I was always so exhausted. So exhausted. I think, yeah, yeah, so I think now I prioritise my time a lot, but manage my time a lot better. I'm more organised. So I just kind of feel, but then I think that maybe has come with age. I don't know because sometimes I'm just as busy as I probably was back then, but I'm just more organised and um, I enjoy it a lot more now being a parent. I enjoy being a parent to the older ones and equally to the little mm. ones as I well. I love that you've said that. I love. Yeah. I, I think that honesty needs to be said more because you know we're we're, we're all sort of force fed this like oh it's going to be so idyllic and you're going to love every second of it and actually a lot of it 
is really exhausting, yeah. not that fun. And you just think, yeah. oh my God, get me to the end Mind of the day when they're asleep in bed yes. so that I can have some shut the door and just have some time for me. We, you know, that whole like, we're, we're enjoying it a, a lot more now. And I'm, I'm okay with saying that. Like I actually love being around them. They are amazing mm. human beings and they're growing up so fast and I just want to hang on to every second of yeah. it. Whereas if you'd asked me that a year ago, I would have been like, oh God, I still feel a bit traumatized yeah. by it all. It's just going to get even better as they become young adults yeah. and everything. And I think as long as you know obviously I know I'm annoying sometimes and uh, Ruby won't pick up to me she probably thinks oh what does she want now and I know that because we're all like that with our parents a little bit aren't we you know you sort of think I know I have to make sure I've got a good hour and a half before I Mm. speak to my mum because I can't just have a quick conversation with her because she just rambles on and I know that and sometimes I think I can't speak to her now because I need more time and I know the kids probably do that with me but I think it's all just about just keep talking to them and being open with them as much as you can um and you know i mean they tell me off equally as much as i probably tell them off and it's not always perfect but you know i absolutely love being a mum and um they just they really do fulfill me but like when they were little no probably not i probably wanted to run away multiple times (laughs) (laughs) see you at the pub yeah um (laughs) sherry before we say goodbye um we love to ask our guests the best piece of advice they've ever been given as a new parent or the piece of advice they would give to a parent listening that needs it okay i think um especially the you know the ages of my children now i think um Building a trustworthy relationship with your kids, um, especially when they get into their teens, is so important because, you know, like I said before, it's like that fine line of being, you know, their friend and their their parent. Um, and I think it's, it's, you know, it's trying to find that that balance um, and setting boundaries. Um, I just think it's really important. And I think if you do all those sort of things and put all those in place, you know, hopefully as they continue to grow, they'll continue to want you in their lives and, you know, always look to you for advice and support. Um, I just think that's, you know, it's really important moving forward into their next phase of their, you know, adulthood and when they meet their partners and stuff like that. It's just keeping those channels open. I love that. And you gave us a little um, insight into one of your products earlier. But what products do you love at the moment for the kids like I'd say the the stuff like the family tracking app is really good especially if you you know you are trying to give your kids that freedom I think that's so important to give them that freedom but also behind the scenes you can kind of see what they're doing just to keep a grip on everything yeah. there's that safety is that safety yeah. my youngest daughter's got the curliest hair ever and I, I know a lot of kids sort of you know when they start growing start growing hair and it's always like curly and I could never find any great products um, until someone recommended this uh, it's called as, uh, as I Am and it's the curly range you can buy it on Amazon it's not super expensive but it's great for those curls for hair um, and like detangling great. and stuff like like that um what else oh and there's one more thing that i love um so the youngest is doing uh they've just started sex ed at school and it all those awkward conversations someone yeah. recommended it to me years ago when um taylor and ruby hit their teens um it's a book called um oh god what's it called what's happening to me and it's all about your body and it's done in the, the nicest possible way so even though i was really open with my kids and we did talk about body change and all those sort of things but if you're not great at speaking to kids this book is incredible um it explains like i said everything in a really reassuring beautiful way um for kids that you know as i 
just I've just bought another copy actually because I couldn't find Matilda's for Dolly and you know I'll give it to her to sort of take to bed and have a read yeah. and if she is embarrassed it's, it's brilliant show. it's such a good book yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah so they're, they're some of the products that I love I love, love that. that thank um, you and where can what's going on in, just quickly career wise we can hear you on Hits Radio Sunday morning 9 till 12 yes that's correct I yes. present a show with Wes Butters and I'm also doing like a little podcast thing with um, Sarah Jane Crawford where we just talk about being mums like you guys um, and other than that just bits and pieces but main job actually is just being a mum so which I love so. Best job in the world. Yes. Cherie, thank you so much for coming on. It's been such a treat to chat to thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I feel like Cherie Murphy is now going to be our kind of go to for like mum inspiration when our kids are teenagers. Because she, she, yeah. she's living it, she's going through it, but she's very calm about it all. Yeah, yeah. She, I, she's calm. But then, you know, when you think, when she's talking about, I don't know, when they're out and, you, you know, you want to step in and be like, why are you in Soho? What are you doing? Why are you there? <laughs> You can imagine, can't you, you know, waking up in the middle of the night and just kind of checking where they are and thinking, like, put the mm. phone down, put yeah. the phone down, step away from the phone, don't phone them. Oh, my God. Can you? Oh, don't. I know. I'm never going to sleep. think about. Oh, God. I'm never going to sleep. The only thing for it is that me and Dozzle will have to stay up having a little kitchen party waiting for them to come home. That, you know, it'll just be more nights of us kind of trying to compete them with the time we go to bed. <laughs> Do you know what? My mum, when I was younger, is so weird. She used to miraculously just be awake when me and my friends would come oh, home. Yeah. So she'd be like, oh, hi, you just woke me up. And I think, I didn't. We, we didn't. We've been silent. And then she'd be like, okay, cool. So what happened? Where did you go? Who did you see? Who did you speak to? <laughs> Fizzy Fridays took a yeah, turn for the worse. Yeah, she'd snap out of, oh, and into, okay, so tell me, here's the gossip. What does anyone want? Does anyone want any crisps? Do you want another drink? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Oh, I love your mum. Me, me and you, though, would be in our detective coats in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of inspector gadgets. Yeah, we have to hire like a taxi driver or something to take us round and we can just slip down in the back as we watch Axel and Luna <laughs> parade around town. <laughs> and don't even get us started on Gigi and Kit. Oh, oh yeah, no. I know. That's going to be dangerous. That will be yeah. dangerous. But I think we might need to bring in some, uh, <laughs> I don't know, some extra hands for those two. Agreed. Well, it's a long way off, so let's just enjoy it. Until then, we can be the one that's behaving with the ones that are behaving badly, okay? Yes, we Deal. will. <laughs> yeah, and a massive thank you to Cherie for coming on the podcast. So lovely to have a chat with her and a catch up. What a lovely lady. Um, as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and give the podcast a little follow. Yeah, and if there are any suggestions you've got for guests, please do drop us a DM. We've got a big list of suggestions that you've sent in and we are working our way through them. Um, so we really appreciate those. You can always drop us a DM on Instagram at Made by Mummers, and we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.